Welcome, welcome, welcome to Astro Tea. That was the song of the week, Last Last by Bonaboy. And this is a weekly astro forecast that we host every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard, 3 p.m. BST, to take a closer look at the transit and the cosmic energy for the week ahead. So go ahead and join our group here on Clubhouse if you have not already. Share this room out with your friends, with your family, so they can get all the tea too. And if you have not, go ahead and join our email list we just sent out the weekly transit so you can follow along that way don't forget to also purchase your copy of the astro tea journal that is available on amazon right now so just go to the link at the top of the room you'll receive all the exclusive tea right there and let's get into it hey soul Hey y'all, happy Sunday. Thank you for tuning into our Astro Weather Forecast. I'm really excited for this week. If you're joining us for the first time, what we're going to do is run through the transits of the upcoming week, both from the astrological perspective and the tarot perspective. And then we're going to have um, a conversation at the end on stage. We'll turn on hand raising, but definitely feel free to use the room chat for anything that resonates, whether you have a question, you need more clarity, um, you know, whether something's applying, y'all reading my life a little bit too well you know anything that you want to share please use the room chat and we'll definitely read out your comments and questions throughout the episode so we're gonna get right into it if you want to grab some tea get your astro chi journal and we're gonna just start off tomorrow monday july 4th it's independence day here in the states we have mercury entering cancer so Mercury is the planet that represents our intellect, our reasoning mind, our communication skills, right? It's known as the messenger of the gods. So it deals with our ability to tune into our spirit, right? Our gut feelings, that Virgo side of Mercury, and actually alchemize those messages to benefit our earthly experience, right? Using our hands, using our mind, using our our sensitivities, that Gemini aspect of Mercury, right? Mercury rules the signs of Virgo and Gemini. Um, and to alchemize those messages to actually benefit our earthly experience. So that's really what Mercury deals with as a planet. And Mercury shifting and entering the cardinal water sign of Cancer will focus our minds, our magic, and our attention on home, family, tradition, and early life experiences. So many of us may be feeling this already as the sun has already been in Cancer, right? We had the new moon in Cancer. Um, We also have Lilith in Cancer, which was uh, directly conjunct the sun around the time of the new moon so um lilith being in cancer and so closely to close to the sun it's also possibly bringing up our fears and discomforts that come with these areas of life of building stability building a family our traditions our emotional security our relationship with our mothers or um, other divine feminines in our life right it's bringing up kind of the uncomfortable aspects as well Um, Some of us will be thinking about either buying a home or moving or having a space of our own. We're thinking about our cultural influences and our traditions, our family, um, and becoming more emotionally self-sufficient as well. And just on the main stage of life, you know, paying attention to the news, to certain articles that come out, to pieces of information, the headlines, right? When we're thinking about the themes on the main stage, 
some things that I was thinking about that may arise um, due to this transit are, you know, books about books, podcasts, shows, right? Um, Mercury deals with all forms of like education and media and communication. So it could be a YouTube channel, a book, a podcast, right? About motherhood, about estate planning, about parenting or about emotional well-being. Um, either people being more interested in reading books like that or consuming information like that or more of those things being offered um, for people as well. Um, people will be researching their ancestry, right? Getting to know a little bit more about their genealogy and their family tree. Um, a lot of things about like emotional eating, um, our habits with food and like our appetite and how our um, consumption of food is related to our emotional state will be coming up as well during this Mercury and Cancer transit. Um, thinking about our basic needs being met, I think we're also gonna see more news or conversations about homelessness. Um, right? Because unfortunately, homelessness has been a thing as long as there's been people and homes. Um, so it's not necessarily that I think it's going anywhere, but there also shouldn't be a reason for homelessness, right? Um, and we, there, in some cities, depending on where you live, it's a huge, serious issue that needs to be addressed. So we might be seeing more conversations or news or policies or, um, you know, campaigns about homelessness and things like that. Um, more people will be thinking about, you know, the, the benefits or um, costs to like cooking versus ordering out. Um, we'll also have more verdicts and decisions in a court of law. We've already started to see it during cancer season, right? With R. Kelly, with Ghislaine Maxwell, like a lot of these things are headlines that we've seen since the sun has been in cancer. So I think more of those verdicts um, will be coming out um, and judicial decisions that are like on the main stage. Um, more things with fault lines as well, like in terms of earthquakes, I think more people realize that they're living on a fault line um, or experiencing earthquakes when there weren't any in previous times. Um, flash flooding as well as floods damaging crops as well. Um, maybe a theme during Mercury and Cancer. Um, biological parents. Some people may find out that either they are not the biological parent of their child or that the people that they know to be their parents are not actually their biological parents. Just a lot of like things with like paternity and like who our biological parents are. I got that will be coming up as well. Um, people being nosy about your private home life. You might have, you know, your neighbors watching you a little bit more closely or family and friends wanting to know more about like your private life, right? Mercury is about questions and curiosity and conversations. So people might be more invested in the things that you want to keep private. Um, more people thinking about starting a family as well. And definitely this, um, these conversations about um, women's rights and abortion rights are definitely not going anywhere um, with Mercury going into cancer as well. I feel like we're gonna see more um, conversations and opinions and articles and information being put out about how people feel about these issues. So that's what I was getting for Monday with Mercury going into cancer. So we'll see you know, how these play out. And I think just overall these topics will be on people's minds and in more conversations than usual. So, Empress, what does this look like in the tarot with Mercury going into Cancer? Yes, with Mercury going into Cancer on Monday, guys, in the tarot, this is the magician entering the chariot or the Queen of Cups energy. So, the magician here is entering the energy of the chariot, the Queen of Cups, and this is going to be for the next two weeks. So, from now, from literally the um, 
the 5th um, of, um, oh sorry, on Monday, from the 4th of July up until the 18th of July, we're gonna be experiencing this energy. And so it's bringing up logic and how there's a logic to communicating our emotions because the primary focus is the benefit of bringing up these feelings to the surface and being able to love yourself through that uncomfortableness that may also come up as a result of the emotions being, um, being brought to the surface. And to be able to move more rapidly towards acceptance of self and action from stagnant positions that now need to be left behind for that chariot called to have victory. Um, this transit will really have us believing in our ability to manifest with the magician, especially when it comes to new beginnings based on our current emotional beliefs about ourselves. So what do you currently believe emotionally about yourself at this time? Um, because while the chariot is locked on going full speed, um, it's going to be in whatever destination or whatever direction your emotions are focused on because that's what we're all going to consider to be victory, right? So uh, in this moon day, where is your emotional compass pointing the chariot to go? That's what I really want us to address. Is that destination in alignment with the future plans and goals? Um, so you mentioned so many things that I, I completely agree with and resonate with in terms of what can come up. What anything, everything from estate planning to motherhood um, to topics about abortion, just family, um, and then even things like homelessness. All of those conversations bring up logic when it comes to our emotions. How do you feel about other people being homeless in the street while you living in the same city are in the comfort of your home? Are those with Mercury and Cancer, with the magician entering the chariot, conversations that you are willing to engage in and focus on to bring about a possible new beginning using your tools with the magician card here with the queen of cups do you have sympathy do you have emotion an emotional response to uh, the situations of others to what other people are going through because as you know we all like to say or we've all heard we are all connected right we are all one so if someone else is going through an experience that's an aspect of yourself essentially so the magic we create in our lives is always going to be a result of our underlying emotions when we cast the spell and so you can want one thing but be feeling the complete opposite and your magic is going to follow the instruction of your feelings, regardless of what you may want. So keep that in mind. All of us individually are contributing to the collective vibration as well. I know that we've all seen um, through TikTok, whatever social media, um, I think that social media is definitely going to take a turn in wanting to utilize our emotions for certain agendas. Um, and so I would say definitely be mindful of um, minding, just mind your vibration is what I would say. Um, in other words, especially when it comes to your response to things, stay, uh, remain in a balanced vibration and you know uh, a higher dimensional vibration when it comes to certain things and th that you see in the media in terms of information i know we saw um 
the information about uh, the sewing machine and that getting turned on um, only this week, literally Monday, Tuesday, they said July 5th. Some people said July 4th from what I was, you know, finding in the media. Um, but we are ultimately in control as individuals, as human beings on earth. We are the collective that make up the vibration um, on the planet. So if we are contributing our energy towards emotions that are going to serve us moving forward in this age of Aquarius, then that's what's going to be the prevailing um, vibration that we resonate on. So uh, I just want to say that before we move into Tuesday. Um, but let's get into Mars entering Taurus. So. And I love that you said that um, you can want one thing, but the but be feeling the opposite and your magic follows the instruction of your feelings. And that's so true because I was just having a conversation about this, about how cancers are master manifestors. And a lot of that comes from how they're feeling about something rather than like what it is that they want, but it's how they feel about it. So it's like being mindful about how we're feeling and what we're thinking about. And like, are those two things in like alignment, especially during this time? I, I really like love how you worded that. So moving into Tuesday, July 5th, like you just said, Empress Mars is going into Taurus. So this is this is really interesting. I feel like, again, pay attention to any planet entering into Taurus right now, because, again, we don't really talk about it every day. But the overarching lesson right now is that the North Node is in Taurus. So it's teaching us about mastering all aspects of Taurus energy every single degree every single deacon and as well as these different planets shift in and out of taurus it's mastering what that planet itself is bringing to taurus energy for us to learn and experience discomfort with and unfamiliarity with so that we can overall master this energy before the north node shifts into aries so we've done we've gone through the sun going through Taurus we've done Venus going into Taurus Mercury going into Taurus and now Mars is going into Taurus what does that mean right Mars is the planet of our primal nature and it gives us the desire and the energy and the vitality to take action to accomplish to conquer and to progress in the earthly world right to move ourselves forward so it speaks to our physical and mental activity and how those things can be activated to expand what our individuality right because mars rules aries aries is the self right um how to expand our individuality and our desires right that's the scorpio aspect of mars in traditional astrology mars was the ruler of aries and scorpio um, but now in modern astrology we attribute um scorpio to pluto's energy but still there's that individ individuality aspect of mars and the desire aspect of mars um, which talks speaks to the aries and scorpio part so Mars entering the sign of Taurus, right? What does that mean? What lesson are we learning now about Taurus energy as the North Node is in Taurus? It's going to indicate that our energy will be focused on receiving, seeking, and earning value in our life, right? It speaks to our personal work as much as it speaks, excuse me, it speaks to our personal worth as much as it does to the benefits that we receive from material things. So a central question for us to ask ourselves during this time is how dedicated are we to what we seek out of life? 
right? The things that we say we want, the things that we feel bring value and fulfillment and satisfaction to our life. How dedicated are we to those things, right? Mars is about having the energy towards. So are we getting distracted? Are we allowing ourselves to fall off course or give our attention to something that's not pushing us in that direction, right? Um, do we have the endurance and the patience it takes to build a materially and spiritually fulfilling life, right? Because remember, Taurus, the second house, all those things about how do we bridge the spiritual and the material? Uh, because you could have all the material acquisitions and still feel spiritually empty. And Taurus is about trying to feel comfortable holistically, right? Comfortable in ourselves, comfortable in our environment, comfortable with our material things as well. Being able to enjoy those things and relax, right? Whereas other signs, for example, Capricorn is about, okay, next thing, next goal, next adventure, next accomplishment. Taurus is about being able to actually relax and enjoy those things that we work so hard for. So some themes on the main stage that I'm seeing during this transit, just again, pay, this is, I'm talking about headlines, the news, books, podcasts that are released during this time, TV shows, right? Things that we're all collectively experiencing. Um, aggression over scarce or rationed resources, right? Y'all, we've been talking about this for a while. Scare, food scarcity, resource scarcity, this is not necessarily going anywhere. So remember at the beginning of the lockdown, how people were fighting each other over toilet paper and shit. So I think things like that aren't necessarily going away. We're gonna see aggression or impatience um, or even hoarding, right? Cause we are in cancer season and both um, cancer and Taurus, I'll talk about that a little bit later in the week, but cancer and Taurus are both motivated by security and comfort. So a lot of that is the things that we hold on to and hoard in order to preserve that security. So people are going to be wanting to stock up, but resources are limited or scarce, right? Or there's this perception of them being limited as well, right? People are really going to be in their scarcity mindset during this Mars and Taurus um, transit as well just as people are going to be in their abundance mindset right we always have to look at either extremes and look at polarity and duality when we talk about these transits just as people are going to experience the evolved energy of mars and taurus we're going to have people who are in the the lower or more primal expression of this energy so we might see panic and greed when it comes to forms of currency and exchange, right? We've been seeing the market has, <laughs> has done flipped it and reversed it and this and that and the third. So I feel like a lot of that, right, is uh, in response to people's emotions of scarcity or even greed, right? Overindulgence as well. So that's going to continue to unfold as Mars goes into Taurus. Um, we're going to be seeing more self-made millionaires that share their stories of perseverance specifically. I think we're moving from a clout mindset to a longevity mindset as the North Node is in Taurus. Like people, don't get me wrong, people are always going to chase their 15 minutes of fame, but I think we're going to be hearing more people who really persevered and worked at their craft, you know, at night, long hours. It took them years to build, but now they're a multimillionaire on their own, right? A lot of those stories will be uh, more openly received by people like, wow, like I can do it too. Like with this patience and motivation and endurance, I can make myself a millionaire as well. Um, violence due to financial loss and violence both on other people, but unfortunately as well, like, you know, you know, trigger warning, like suicide due to financial loss as well. Like people not being able to cope with losing their financial stability. Um, 
theft of jewelry or other valuable items, uh, fighting for fair compensation, right? Raises and promotions won't just be given freely. You got to speak up and know your worth, right? Which is very much about what Taurus is and actually like fight for, you know, being paid what you feel like you're worth. Um, anger over the affordability of goods, um, debates about cosmetic surgery, um, you know, and looking at the harm that cosmetic surgery causes as well. Um, again, we're also phasing out of this trend, right? While the North Node is in Taurus, we saw a lot of people taking out their extensions, taking out their lip fillers, you know, um, talking about removing um, breast implants. I've seen a lot of celebrities talk about that as well, just embracing more natural beauty. So I think we'll be seeing more debates or people talking about the pros and cons of cosmetic surgery. Um, people will be acting out of envy of the possessions that other people have. So just be mindful about like bragging or posting online about the luxury items that you have, because again, Mars, right? People are going to be angry and passionate and determined to seek those possessions that they feel like you have, right? Um, people having issues with conception and fertility, um, will be a topic as well. And then maybe even uh, conversations or research or discussions about harmful ingredients in makeup and skincare. Um, people, again, natural beauty is gonna be a big theme as the North Node is in Taurus. So people talking about, you know, the the harms of certain makeup or skincare products and um, looking more into being intentional about the ingredients. So that was a mouthful, but um, those are just some things to pay attention to. Um, we'll see how the headlines play out, but overall, that's what I was getting for Tuesday. Empress, what's your take on this? Yes, how dedicated are we to the life we are seeking? That was straight bars. I loved that. Um, so guys, Tuesday on Mars Day, we have Mars entering Taurus. This in the tarot is the Tower card entering the energy of the Hierophant and the King of Pentacles. So the Tower is really bringing unexpected news, unexpected action, and also devastation to an element to even the most committed structures, systems, and people in order to readjust the true meaning of value. What is the true meaning of value, right? Um, to bring true meaning of value, that means that sometimes people, places, things have to be dethroned. Like you see in the tower card, people literally being impaled, being thrown out the window, falling out the window, right? Dethroning those of us on earth, those of us in the collective, those structures in the collective, those systems in the collective that have been committed to actions that are out of alignment with integrity, out of alignment with value, and also um, using their appointed positions for malice, for negative or lower vibrational intention that is away from the concept of value, right? And so this energy could also bring literal fire, okay? And when I say fire, this could be to farms, right? We're talking about, you know, um, crops, right? Uh, also warehouses in the agricultural sector specifically. So the burning of crops, um, rather intentional or unintentional, right? Um, cattle and buildings that facilitate agricultural activities. Um, if you have a private farm and you grow your own produce, I got this message to ensure that it has security or surveillance of some kind, right? Whether that's just wiring to keep 
things out, right? Um, from outsiders of any kind, whether that's animals or whether it's actual people. This energy may also bring fire sales to businesses that are facing bankruptcy. Um, so they're selling their products at low prices. I heard about Target um, already doing this um, in terms of uh, kind of just needing to get rid of products, right? Um, so putting them, marking them at a lower price in order to um, get the product out of their stores. Um, but I think we're going to see more of that um, once Mars actually enters Taurus. Um, that's going to be a focus um, and something that we're going to see um, come up more in society. Um, what is important during this transit is that we all remain in alignment with the resources that are of true value in this world. And I love that you mentioned, so embracing natural beauty. Obviously we know, or sorry, not obviously, Taurus is ruled by Venus, the planet, which talks about beauty, which talks about um, value, which talks about you know, um, those types of principles that we have that align with the abundance that we are allowed to experience in our reality, right? Um, and so I love that you brought up embracing natural beauty, removing fillers, because Taurus is an earth element, right? But the earth, not only the ground, the, the earth in terms of our body, right? The pentacle, our body is something that is um, representative of the earth element or of pentacles specifically when we're dealing with the tarot so um, I love that you were talking about removing fillers you know going back to more natural forms of beauty um, that was a really great point I also want to emphasize we the people are a very valuable asset okay think about the black market we are a valuable asset so it's really allowing us with Mars entering Taurus to refocus um especially with it being the north node refocus um our attention on the fact that we are of a really high value on this planet and sometimes those material objects the luxury items the jewelry all of these things um the the need to um get things uh put in us in order to build our value injections um, BBL, you know, um, silicone, all of these things um, to try to, these external things to add to our value when we already have so much value without them. Um, so I think returning to that is going to be something that we see. Um, just going back to, as I said, aligning with the resources that are of true value in this world and that your currency is going towards energizing those people, places and things that will receive a beneficial energetic um, exchange from you and that you will receive a beneficial energy exchange from as well. So um, think about people and businesses that you can energetically invest in that have values that align with yours such as local farms, local farmers and businesses, instead of shopping with these, you know, um, companies that ship all of their products in from other countries, why don't you try to go to the local farmers market and invest in people in your community? Why don't you invest in local businesses, you know, invest in black businesses or um, just small businesses in general that align with your values of maintaining the integrity of the products? of the ingredients in their products. Also investing your time and energy, right? We spoke a while ago in Taurus season about how Taurus very much is associated with time as well. So investing your time and energy, which is 
an energetic exchange, right? Your currency, your energy, and those things that will bring you high vibrational returns. So I really feel like the fashion and beauty companies that have inhumane practices may also get exposed during this time. So major companies that we've all bought things from, right? Major labels, major brands, major brick and mortar businesses um, that we've all, you know, consumed from um, maybe getting exposed while uh, Mars is in Taurus as a way to help us to align our values a bit better and understand, you know, this is what you are putting your energy towards. And this is where you may want to redirect and take action, Mars, in redirecting your value, redirecting your abundance, your money in different directions um, and steering away from this person that or this business that doesn't align. OK, um, being more aware of who you're supporting, who you are supporting with your energy. Um, our contributions could lawfully bring a reactive consequence. And I don't mean law in terms of the Constitution. I, not only that. I mean, in terms of universal law, there's always um, when you look at the universal laws, you know, um, the law of cause and effect, for example. Right. Um, so looking at that, I'm going to get more into it as we go further in the week. Um, but I'll go ahead and leave it there. Let's go ahead and get into Wednesday. So. Oh, that was you were dropping gems with that transit. And I just want to say, like. Oh, there's so much I can say, but the one thing I will say to touch on everything that you said about how we are the value, you know what I mean? There's so much value in we the people. And, you know, for those of y'all who don't know my background, right, my degrees are in psychology. And I could have easily gone into marketing because marketing is so much about psychology, but not only psychology, but psychological manipulation. And that's why it's really hard for me to use everything I've learned about psychology and then go into a field where it's really about trying to use people's psychological programming against them. But just remember, one of the most successful marketing models when it comes to psychology is the deficit model. And we see it, this in so many commercials, right? Where, for example, someone is struggling to get a date and then all of a sudden they use crest whitening strips and they pull like the finest guy ever or, oh, you just need to drink dos equis and you'll have all these beautiful women on your arm, you know, wanting to go home with you, da, 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 right? It's pushing this um, narrative that you're not enough until you use our product and that will increase your value or your social capital, or all those things. And that's like been very, very successful, right? The woman shaves her legs and all of a sudden she's dancing with this very attractive man and da, 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 da. It's all trying to influence like you need something else to actually have value. So it's like, just remember, like you talking about that Empress, it's like very interesting how people are able to shift that Taurus energy and create a sense of deficit so that we empty our pockets and give our financial energy away, right? Because we feel like we're not enough in some way. So it's like, just remember that that's like a very uh, textbook type of model when it comes to uh, marketing is to push this narrative that you're in a deficit without a certain product. But like, I love that you brought up Dosa Key specifically because that's one of the examples of like, you feeling like, oh, this thing that I'm investing and putting my energy and currency towards to now consume and think that it's going to give me added value based on the psychological, you know, narrative that was created around this product is actually lowering my vibration. It's mm -hmm. not helping oh, yeah. to heighten it, you know? So like, that's so true. I love that. So 
but like I said, you were dropping so many gems. I can't, I can't address all of them, but just like that was a really, really great breakdown of that energy. And we'll see, you know, how it, how it plays out over the next few weeks. And so for Wednesday, July 6th, we have the moon in Libra is going to be trying Venus and Gemini. So the relate, this is like a really great day. I mean, so this is very like lighthearted social energy. I was really feeling the energy of this day. And it's also a Mercury day, right? So very social, very conversational. Um, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So already Venus and Gemini is kind of where it's in alignment with the energy of this day. So the relationship between Libra and Gemini deals with communication and interconnection. So this is a great day for learning, for communication, for conversations, for being social, meeting new people, asking questions, um, taking a class or teaching a class. And I feel like this is for somebody like if you're new to teaching and you want practice, um, um, definitely try practicing on your partner or your friends, right? If you want to teach them like you, like Gemini and Libra about people that we're already in relationships with. So sometimes, um, it's, um, it's more about being able to get comfortable, you know, with people that we know and being able to practice that teaching element with those um, connections that we already have. So it's overall a very mercurial air sign day. And we'll think we'll be also thinking about um, the company that we keep, right? Kind of doing social inventory about the people in our lives as well. Um, and so, you know, we might um, you know, some of us might have questions, right, about the, the quality and the caliber of the company that we keep. But for those of us, for some of us as well, this is a great day to show love and appreciation to the people in our life, right? Pick up the phone and, and call people or send them a text, write them a letter, right? Show them in some way with your words or some form of communication, even body language, you know what I mean? Giving somebody a hug, right? Gemini rules the hands, like physical touch, whatever it is, showing the people that you care about, that you um, appreciate them and are invested in them. And this has just been coming up a lot for me too. Like give people their flowers while they're alive. You know what I mean? I think we we save all that for eulogies. And when someone passes away, oh, they were so great. And oh, they were like, did you tell them that? You know what I mean? Gemini is like using your words. It's the throat chakra. Like tell people how much they mean to you while they're still here, right? Gemini is, is seizing the moment, right? It's living in the present moment and showing that appreciation. And also honesty is very important when it comes to this transit because we have two signs that you know the stereotype of libra and gemini is that they're both kind of superficial signs right who are like oh i love people i love friends i love connections but it's like are you building you know substantial relationships with these people you know so be willing to ask questions and answer questions with the intention of gaining clarity and learning more about your loved ones and at this point i need a sponsorship from we're not really strangers but i'm gonna post it um i just put it in the room chat for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about we're not really strangers is a really great um card game to play with um just anybody you know it, all it takes is two people and so you can pull questions and it has um just really great things that you can to ask one another to get to know the person on d different levels it goes um 
like level one is more like superficial and about likes and dislikes and then you move on to level two and level three which is you know a lot more of like deep diving emotional questions so it's a really great game i have it it's a great way to break the ice um moon and libra right if you're in a new relationship or new friendship sometimes you need a space to be able to ask these kinds of questions you know so it, it creates that opportunity to get to know someone on a deeper more intimate level um and also talking about differences and commonalities on this day i think oftentimes in relationships um just in general right romantic relationships but just our relationships period we focus on the things that we have in common which are great but i was thinking about this the other day like sometimes it's our ego that needs to feel like right like don't you agree and you have someone's like yeah girl i agree with you 100 like that feels good to our ego you know so we sometimes try to build relationships with people that we have things in common which is which is fine i think certain things like values or morals you know they need to be complementary in some way shape or form but it's the differences and the unique perspectives that we bring that actually make relationships really fulfilling you know and i have uranus and aquarius in my second house so i really value right second house is about the things that we value i really value people's differences right my friends the people that I have around me they're from all walks of life you know and it helps me to have all of these different perspectives that even if i don't have the time to act on certain things or do certain things like being able to hear friends that are in this country or in this industry or going through this kind of relationship or this lesson or this hardship or this excellent amazing news you know being around people of all walks of life really is such an enriching and fulfilling experience that why don't we focus on the differences that people bring to our lives um, as well as the commonalities so don't write someone off for being different on this day if they express something about their thoughts their feelings their culture um their from their perspective or their lens or what they've read right be open to it and i'll talk about that later this week as well about being open to information but try to find common ground and also shift your perspective to understand that other people's differences actually enrich our lives so how can we actually have you know some deep substantial conversations with people that we've written off as like oh they're too different or oh their beliefs are so different or oh their political you know affiliation is different than mine like how can that enrich your perspective you know is a great question to ask on this day so empress what's your take on wednesday's transit Yes, Wednesday, there's so much to unpack in the tarot for this day. Um, with Wednesday, with the moon in Libra, trining Venus in Gemini, this in the tarot is the high priestess in justice or the queen of swords, trining the nine of swords energy. And what I really want to say starting this transit out is sometimes consequences don't always have to happen in the form of like, physically going to jail, for instance, right? Consequences can also just take place in our conscience. And when our consequences take place in our conscience, they can cause us to feel a lot worse than being behind bars physically because we're behind bars mentally with this nine of swords. And so I really just want to go through the definition of a conscious and then kind of give my example. <laughs> so conscience 
um, the definition is a person's moral sense of right and wrong viewed as acting as a guide to one's behavior, right? So conscience is our sense of whether something is right or wrong, and it's supposed to guide our behavior in doing things that align with our values, right? What we see as right, what we see as wrong. So in true Venus and Gemini fashion, let's get an example about the fashion industry. Why? Right? Because I feel like especially with us talking about, you know, Mars entering Taurus with Venus being in Gemini right now, that's definitely something we could see play out in the media um, and just in society. So let's hypothetically say you, you do not believe that slavery is right, right? Slavery to you on your conscience is in the wrong side of things. And you've seen videos, information, circling the media, perhaps about a specific fashion brand that you energetically support or buy things from um, that has sweatshops in third world countries, right? To produce the clothes, you know, they have people in these third world countries that they don't pay very much, that they have in terrible working conditions. Even though you know that, you know, what they're doing is wrong based on your conscience, because the price is giving affordable, because it's giving, not breaking my bank, you continue to buy from them, right? That means you're going against your conscience, right? Given the definition, let's continue. Then during Mars and Taurus, as we spoke about for Tuesday's transit, the company gets shut down. Why? For inhumane practices, right? And on a few of the tags of your clothes you bought, because I've seen some allegations about Sheen, I've seen some things going on on TikTok. I'm not gonna get into that right now, but let's just keep going. So the company gets shut down for inhumane practices during Mars and, and Taurus transit. And you know, on a few of the tags of the clothes that you bought before you see this new, before they, they get shut down, you noticed on, on a few of the tags, it said things like, send help, you know, like I need food, not safe for us, call police. Like you've seen things that would again, play on your conscience, but you saw this before the company was shut down and never reported it. You never said anything. You were like, this set is cute. I'm going to this picnic. We about to wear this anyway, right? Now there are pictures of the working conditions online. Mercury's in cancer. They're playing on your feelings. Now you're seeing pictures of the working conditions, videos of the walkers all over the internet showing the mistreatment of them. And, and you know, you begin to have immense guilt and shame because you realize that you were complicit in the unfair treatment of these people, right? Justice, the high priestess, the queen of swords. With the nine of swords here, you have a guilty conscience and think about how shameful your actions were, how you allowed your energy to be taken by an entity outside of yourself that you knew was out of alignment with your values. And so with this transit, basically what I'm trying to say is think about whether you treat others how you would like to be treated on a day like today. Do you talk to people how you would like to be spoken to? Because injustice and unfairness based on superficiality, based on jealousy, based on superiority, is really being highlighted on a day, day like today. Especially with things like, you know, Mercury in Cancer right now, with Mars entering Taurus, right? Take a look in the mirror, Venus and know that the change that we wish to see as a collective starts with us first. 
I think it's really great, uh, as you mentioned, so to also be open to talking about things that you feel guilty about. If you've been through experiences that you're not necessarily proud of, things that you knew were right, um, things that you knew were wrong, but you did anyway. Thing, you knew the right thing to do, but you went against your, your own conscience and you allowed it to build up, right? Have a conversation with someone about that. Don't just nine of swords, keep it in your head and then have sleepless nights Put on a fake front when you go outside the house and smile with everyone. And then you're really going through something serious on the inside mentally, right? Because I feel like with Libra energy and um, we'll have some room to talk about this tomorrow quickly. When it comes to, you know, Libra's energy, a lot of times it's like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, not be a not sacrifice but kind of be like oh I want to maintain this relationship so I'll go through this I will put myself in this shoe so that I can allow someone else to benefit and sometimes we get in relationships because of a guilty conscience which we don't have time to go through but that's sometimes a situation that we play out in our relationships we because we feel guilty because we feel shameful about something that we did in the relationship now you have to somehow overcompensate right and that takes you out of who you really want to be how you really want to um exemplify how you really want to show up in the world right so um yeah i'll get into this more on thursday with the moon and libra um but that's what was coming up for wednesday's transit in the forecast let's get into thursday so and i love how hayes in the comments said the fast fashion industry is so trash buying secondhand vintage from estate sales can help so much with the problems but there's so much wrong with that industry and then of course autumn autumn you've been killing it in the comments too i've been reading all your comments um, she's saying, beautiful clothes that deserve to see the light of day. And Hayes responded, said, Autumn, okay. End up with the whole silk frock for the low. Whole time H&M is selling clothes that dissolve in water. Right. And it's funny because I think um, Taurus, that's something I've noticed about the Taurus people in my life. They love a good um, thrift uh, thrift store, right? Um, so many of, like, Taurus um, prioritizes comfort. Um, and also just practicality. So I know a lot of my tourist friends, they love to, to thrift, right? Not only for the affordability, but the vintage, being able to have unique pieces as well that they just see value in, whether or not um, it's in style. You know what I mean? Taurus is more about like the quality and the being classic and being stylish versus being like fashionable and in, in, in style. So definitely um, thrift stores, secondhand shops, right? Um, also on the flip side, being able to donate things you know what i mean uh donate things as well to free up some of that energetic um currency and i feel like taurus mars and taurus is a lot about or just even north node being in taurus it's about ethical consumptions right are we being ethical consumers and it's really you know it's challenging these days when we're in the age of like convenience over everything it's a lot of us are hypocritical consumers you know it's very hard for everything that we own to be ethically sourced to be locally bought um but i think it's kind of like what you were saying empress when you know better when that gemini when something is brought to your attention your conscious attention, how are you going to react or respond um, to that information and try to be as intentional in your um, consumer practices? So I appreciate y'all bringing that, that point up because 
the fashion industry, um, you know, on top of stealing ideas from creators and capitalizing off of other people's original ideas and sweatshops, like you said as well, like there's a lot of unethical consumption when it comes to the fashion, especially fast fashion industries like y'all were just talking about. So, um, but what you were just saying, Empress, I feel like about relationships, that goes so well into Thursday's transit. Thursday, July 7th, we have the moon in Libra in conjunct Neptune retrograde um, in Pisces. And so this is giving like, <laughs> this is giving like, oh, y'all, this is my future husband. Y'all, this is my future wife. And someone's like, do they know that? <laughs> you know what they are? are? Do they know that they're your future husband? Like, what's going? What's the deal here? Are you in a relationship with someone who doesn't know that they're in a relationship with you? You know? <laughs> uh, because why am I saying that? The relationship between Libra and Pisces deals with union and fantasy. So this is a day where we're grappling with our illusions about people that we've placed on a pedestal and romanticized as well. I feel like um, in, in addition to our personal relationships, I think a lot of people will be seeing like celebrity idols um, kind of through a, a more clearer lens as well because uh, Nep uh, celebrities in part are ruled by Neptune, right? They're very Piscean, think about it. You only see them when they want to be seen. Um, you see them in a glamorized aspect. They always have their glam team, their hair is done, they have a stylist, they have you know, a makeup team, a hair team. Um, they, you see them in a very socially constructed way, right? What they post on social media, what they decide to talk to about the press, right? That's why paparazzi is uh, such a lucrative um, kind of career when it comes to the celebrity world because you're catching them off guard, you're catching them in states that take away from their glamorized perspective. So whoever it is that we've put on a pedestal and romanticized, we're gonna be grappling with our illusions, whether we're really seeing people through more of a veil or whether that veil is being lifted for some of us. And in our personal relationships, a lot of the times we think that the people that we love are, you know, this missing piece to life itself and can't imagine how we can go on without them. And the problem lies in the fact that a lot of our relationships are based on fantastical illusions. You know, we project our fantasies onto another person and then feel wronged or slighted when they don't live up to our projections. But it was something that we in our head already made up. You know, we see the fantasy of like us with the kids and the, the house and the picket fence. So when that person tells you like, I'm not interested in you. You're like, what you mean? In my mind, we're married. We're old together. We're out here in a home. You know what I'm saying? In love. And so we can't grapple with the reality of the situation because we've already, you know, we've already grown old with this person in our head. So it's like they don't owe us um, having to live up to our expectations and projections. Understand that first and foremost, right? Um, or even once we start to see through the veil of the illusion, like, oh man, I really idealize this person. I really put them on the pedestal. Maybe they're not all that I thought that they were, right? We can't bring ourselves, this is what you were saying, Empress, um, the day before. We can't even bring ourselves to detach from this person because in our mind, we've built a life with them and it's hard to let that fantasy go. Um, some of us are really dealing with heartache right now. You know, some of us have gone through breakups, have gone through heartache, and we are trying to 
numb ourselves or isolate ourselves, right? That Neptune and Pisces, whether we're turning to drugs or other substances or, you know, being alone in our room, like, oh, I'm never going to date again. All this world has to offer is heartache. I'm better off alone. You know what I'm saying? We're really feeling the feels of breaking up and we're having to detach from someone that we were deeply enmeshed in and you're trying to find like how am i going to live life with someone that i thought i was going to grow old with you know and remember both libra and pisces can really intertwine their energy with their loved one to the point where it could cause physical and spiritual and psychological pain to have to separate from them right cardinal air libra the whole point of libra is to initiate right cardinal air signs, connections, communication, relationships, right? Pisces is mutable water. When you have this ever flowing water, it's hard to tell where one person ends and the other person begins. You know, they're very empathetic. They enmesh very easily and boundaries are difficult, you know, challenging for mutable water. So how can we see this? this heartache, these experiences and feelings that we have about romancing, romanticizing somebody or putting them on a pedestal, how is this an opportunity for a lesson in boundaries and self-preservation, right? How can we still maintain a strong sense of self um, in a relationship, in a friendship, in a family dynamic, all these people that we're in one-to-one relationships with, it's still important for us to leave as the person that we came in with you know not like you were just saying empress compromising certain things or you know i've seen people pretend to like things that they don't like like this girl was talking about her boyfriend was really into hiking and she hated hiking but she had to lie to pretend to really be into it like why would you do that because it's like you're gonna get to a point where now he thinks you love hiking and he's like you know guess what i just planned a 10 mile hike for us and you're like i hate this i can't do it anymore i can't go on another hike like try to be honest and authentic about the things that you like and that's going to bring partners that are actually like authentically aligned you're not going to have to lie or hide or pretend to be into certain things that you don't really like just in order to preserve the relationship so that's what i was getting for thursday's transit um (laughs) what's your take on this in conjunction empress Yes. Oh, my goodness. That was so funny. I got a visual of her being like, I can't take this anymore. (laughs) I hate hiking and I hate you. Bye. Okay. so um, for this transit that's happening on Thursday with the moon in Libra in conjunct Neptune retrograde in Pisces in the tarot. This is the high priestess in justice or the queen of swords in conjunct the eight of cups retrograde or reverse. And so last week when we had Neptune initially go retrograde in Pisces, I mentioned that this is a time while Neptune is retrograde in Pisces of spiritual rehab. Well, this transit is showing us that escapism does not right our wrongs. And so alcohol does not wash away the sins, right? Smoking does not poof, make you a better person. And adventure time with hallucinogens hallucinogens wear off and you still have to deal with reality. And so refusing to move on will not bring your life justice with the eight of cups here and the justice cards represent Libra. Not walking on yourself will never make you a better person. Being stuck and staying stagnant in situations will not all of a sudden make things better right and so with the queen of swords here you can tell the truth and still be nurturing 
the truth doesn't have to hurt if you're willing to receive and accept it with love. You know, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And so also there are times in your life where you'll be faced with decisions to choose someone or something else of yourself, like those scales in the justice card. You can go this way or that way. Obviously we know the scales represent balance and harmony, but using them for the sake of this example and the options that you have at times to invest in yourself, put your energy into yourself. As I mentioned with Libra energy, in relationships sometimes overcompensating for, for the other person's lack that they're in the relationship with, right? This transit is encouraging you to make a decision to choose you, right? A better, less indecisive and honest you that can handle the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth to help you God, right? So this in conjunction, I think is happening at a perfect time in the week to just remind us of the fact that escapism of any kind is not going to ever you're never going to be able to escape yourself it's always going to bring it back to what you need to work on during this spiritual rehabilitation and for me personally and i really want to do a video on this like i was i was supposed to go live um on my instagram yesterday and post a video about this so but literally i had so many things happen and everything happens for a reason so i think i'm still gonna get to out but it's like what are you addicted to like for me something that i've realized since neptune's retrograde like when i'm sitting and meditating with myself i realized that i was addicted to being i'm addicted to being impatient y'all like I'm addicted to being impatient and I'm also addicted to expecting more from others than they're willing to produce. And when you have an addiction to something like, for example, me having addiction to, um, you know, expecting more from people, I leave a lot of room for people to disappoint me. When, and then what does that do as a result to me? it causes me to get put in a state of vibration that I don't want to be in. When I'm addicted to being impatient with other people, that plays on, it comes back to me, right? And so my spiritual rehab <laughs> is all about sitting down with myself and having sessions, having meditations, having times that I spend with spirit to really work with my level of patience. And you know what? I bought this like calm set from um, TK Maxx of like crystals, different crystals that like little tumble stones that you can hold. And yesterday I opened it for the first time after having this thing for months, you guys. And I was like, I'm just feeling led to pick this up off my altar and like go through and see which crystal I can use today or like, you know, just walk with today after my meditation. And I've never walked with how like this crystal, how light is a white crystal has like little like gray veins in it. And it helps with your patience and observation. Yesterday, I was so much, I was like, I'm intentionally gonna walk on my patience. And walking with this crystal yesterday, it helped to highlight areas or specific situations where I can be more patient right and so I was 
I'm just like, I'm really about to buy like a whole palm stone or like something of how like to just keep in my meditation space um, to walk with me, um, you know, as I'm continuing this rehabilitation while Neptune's retrograde in Pisces. But I would suggest that for you guys, what is something that you're addicted to? It doesn't have to be alcohol. It doesn't have to be smoking. It doesn't have to be hallucinogens. hallucinogens. It can be a certain um, personality trait. It can be something like impatience. It can be something like, you know, always having to say something back. You know, when someone tells you something, you always have something to say back. You can't just stop. My Mars is in Gemini, you know, that might be an addiction, but we're not focusing on it this time around. So, um, <laughs> mind your business, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I have to say in a nutshell, guys. Um, really great transit for, for the week. Let's go ahead and get into Friday. So, Struggling with impatience. It's like you're a Virgo sun with a Gemini rising or something like that. <laughs> but I, I feel you. And you uh, saying that made me think of like one of my favorite verses ever. Like me with my hopeless romantic ass. My, one of my favorite verses ever since I've been a, in a kid, uh, since I've been a kid, is where it says, Love is patient, love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes and always perseveres and like it was so funny because I was thinking about this the other day. Why is the first word patient? You know what I mean? Of all the other things that it lists, like it's love is patient. And it's so, it's hard to have to balance patience with potential because I think sometimes too in relationships, we get caught up with someone's potential and we're patient because we want the person to evolve again in a way that we see them already. Like, oh, I see their potential. I see them manifesting and alchemizing these things. So therefore I'm gonna be patient. But when those things don't play out the way that we thought, our patience is conditional. It goes away when the person isn't growing and evolving in the way or in the timeline that we assign to them. You know what I'm saying? The audacity <laughs> of us yeah. to do those things. So I just, I love that you brought that up because I have to, you know, I've definitely dated people out of their potential and have to balance with being patient in their evolution. But also I can't just assume that they're going to actualize their potential in the way that I want or hope you know because they don't owe me that so I, I appreciate that you brought that point up and so friday july 8th we have the sun and cancer square chiron and aries so it's very interesting i think pay attention to this theme for friday's transit and saturday's transit a lot of it is really about the lengths that we go to to protect ourselves and protect the things that we are emotionally attached to so when we have the square between chiron and, and the sun and cancer right the relationship between aries and cancer deals with protection and volatility like what are the things that we're willing to protect um, especially when it comes to our privacy and our reputation right because the um Cancer is the fourth house, right, in the, in the zodiac. So it's the things that we keep private, the things that we keep close to our heart. But then it's opposing what? Capricorn in the 10th house. That's our reputation, the things that people see us as. So if Chiron and Aries, we have certain, um, we have shame, right, or we have feelings of 
guilt about who we are, um, how we express ourselves, what it is that we desire, and we want to keep those things private, what are we willing to do to make sure those things are not seen, you know, by other people, right? And it's like, we see this a lot in TV shows or movies or books, like where there's a mistake, right, that is made. Um, perhaps someone does something, but the lengths that they go to to cover it up are so much worse than the original thing itself. Like people end up having no bounds or limits to really protect um, this shame or guilt that they have about something that is maybe actually prompting them to own it, right? How um, a lot of people in their re repression of self, that's where we see a lot of maladaptive behaviors, right? Where they've repressed something and now it, it comes out as something that's actually harmful, not only to themselves, but to other people because they want to repress and contain rather than express and find a healthy relationship, right? Think about it. We're dealing with cardinal water and cardinal fire. What what are you containing? <laughs> what are you containing when it comes to a water sign that is supposed to initiate and a fire sign that's supposed to initiate? None of that speaks repression, right? None of that speaks holding back. A lot of it is allowing the floodgates to open and building a healthier relationship with what it is that we want to protect, what it is that we want to share with people and ultimately having authentic expression of self, right? Um, Sun and Cancer is a lot about community, being accepted by other people, being emotionally validated by other people, which is why I really spoke about emotional self-sufficiency when the Sun first went into Cancer. Sometimes you're not gonna have a community to back you when you really wanna be yourself, right? We see it with people loving someone that their family doesn't accept or owning their sexuality or owning their spiritual journey, right? Sometimes you're gonna have to do that alone and understand that it's like, Sometimes those are the missions worth going on when you have absolutely nobody in your corner and you really have to go on faith. You have no community behind you. You have no group, no family, whether it's a chosen family or biological family. So how are you, instead of trying to protect and hide those things, how are you gonna protect, shift that into protection and self-preservation, right? Protection of self. So I'll talk a little bit more about this for Saturday's transit, but just remember that theme because I think it extends into Saturday, like the lengths that we're willing to go to to protect certain things that are comfortable or familiar or private or emotionally significant for us. So that's what I have for Friday's transit. Empress, what's your take on this square between the sun and Chiron? Yeah, so on Friday with the sun in Cancer square and Chiron in Aries, in the tarot, this is the sun in the chariot or the queen of cups, squaring the Chiron Chiron in the Emperor or the Queen of Wands energy. Um, so what areas, just literally imagine this is a literal continuation of what Soul was just saying. What areas of your life do you notice the least emotional connection to? So do you notice the least emotional connection towards your family, towards your friends, towards a partner? Is it your career? Is it yourself, right? What things in your life have made you say like, oh, I don't care. You know, when you get, you know, that haircut, <laughs> when you dye your hair and you don't like how it looks and you're like, oh, I don't care. But you really give up, you really care. But you're just, you're trying to like survive through the hug, you know? 
even even when when you get hooked by a mother, by a father, by a family member, and you're like, oh, I don't care. But that shit hits you deep. You're just trying to, you know, cover and mask up the heart that you really feel and not show it on the outside. You know, you want to still look like a G. I get that, right? When it comes to your career, you're like, oh, I don't care. I can work this nine to five. It is what it is. But you really want to be home on the stock market, only working two hours a day so you can enjoy your life, you know? So I think really looking on this day at the areas of your life that you notice the least amount of emotional connection to will really help you to um, heal those relationships, heal those connections, right? Today, you may be asked to nurture the very thing that you don't care about, the very thing that hurt you, the very person that hurt you, right? Or that healed you from that request, right? How will you highlight how you are different from those specific things? There are decisions that we need to make, right? What decision will you make on how to interact with those things that have hurt you, with those things that have healed you, with those things you notice you don't have a strong emotional connection with? Will you focus on how the interaction with those things could restore you and help to eliminate trauma bonds and respond with it as a result? Right? We have mercury and cancer. There's plenty of room to talk about your feelings at this point in the week. Right? Or will you focus on the damage? Will you focus on the injury that you have during the experience and instead react in anger? Because we have Chiron here. There's hurt or this healing. There's a choice that you can make in how you take action, Aries, and how you want to initiate that um, movement forward in whatever situation may come up with you. So I think we really have um, a decision to make at this point in the week. Um, I think from, from this week and just how it's going in general, of course there are highlights when it comes to our relationships and connection with the outside world, but there's also a lot of accountability that we are having to have on ourselves in terms of our projections because we see people based on our expectations our reality what we have created and made up our mind in terms of who this person is based on how they, who they've shown us that they are we create that narrative we have that version of themselves that we uh, we assume that they are based on how we've seen them conduct themselves we create a narrative about everyone that we interact with right and that helps to dictate the emotional connection that we have towards them and so how can you cause yourself to go through a process of possibly eliminating traumatic bonds that may be existent in those narratives in those assumptions in in what we've created so that we can transform and focus on how we're going to move forward and be victorious in coming together and being more harmonious with our higher and lower aspects of ourselves facing ourselves essentially so uh that's what i have to say about friday let's go ahead and get into the weekend so 
Yes. So continuing with this theme, we have Saturday, July 9th, the moon in Scorpio is going to be trying the sun in Cancer. And so it was really interesting. The last time I remember these two planets um, being in a dynamic, I remember we talked about the sun in Scorpio trying the moon in Cancer back in November. And we were talking a lot about custody battles or people fighting over um, estates or the house or divorce and separation, right? Who gets what? Who gets custody of the kids? Who gets, um, you know, families breaking up? How do we move on from these things? So I think that's another possible theme for the sun and cancer trying the moon and scorpio right people are going to want to control certain assets or money or financial things that come uh, or that pertain to like domestic spheres of life and the relationship between cancer and scorpio is all about passion and protectiveness so remember trines right when you have two planets trine one another it amplifies energy right so this can bring abundance just as much as it can spiral things out of control and right and make it something really big because it's jupiter it's expansive energy i don't like to attach necessarily positive or negative con connotations because it could be all of the above right this energy can express itself in very just exuberant exaggerated ways right so the question for this day is you know what are we willing to do to protect what we're emotionally attached to and invested in and understand scorpio can and will go there okay there's no bounds or limits when it comes to what scorpio is willing to do and they play it cool you know what i'm saying think about scorpio as a swamp right you're like oh, okay there's nothing there there's nothing moving the water is just stagnant you know what i'm saying hello there's alligators there's crocodiles there's snapping turtles there's algae there's bacteria in the waters their whole ecosystems growing beneath the surface of the water but to you on the surface it's like oh it's chill it's calm you know scorpios are not the type to be very open and oh i love you and oh i i would die for you and oh I, you know what i'm saying but when it comes to having to protect something that they've already made an emotional commitment to right going back to that um that other day that we had um what day was that going back to thursday right when we had the moon in libra um with neptune and pisces it's like what do you mean break up we are we already married in my head right we already have three kids in my head which what do you mean break up no we're not breaking up you know what i'm saying scorpio can be the stalker scorpio can be the one who who doesn't give up on those things so it's like what are we what lengths are we willing to go to to protect something that we are emotionally invested in right um the cancer season is about initiating new feelings new connections some of us are holding on to old relationships old mindsets all old situations because of how much energy and time we've invested right scorpio doesn't really like being vulnerable like once you once a scorpio has told you their secrets they have even a little black book written like if this information ever gets out this is who i told it to you know what i'm saying so it's very hard to disconnect from someone that you're like but i was so open but i told this person my secrets but i you know i was vulnerable i cried i showed myself in front of this person like how can i detach how can i just go on in life knowing that this person knows this information about me and we're not together anymore but Cancer season is about initiating new feelings, new ways of relating to our emotions and to our connections and what makes us feel emotionally secure. So being able to tap into the more plutonic aspect of Scorpio, of death, of rebirth, of transformation, of letting things go and not staying stagnant 
is an opportunity that we're getting on this day, right? With the moon trining the sun, the masculine and the feminine, right? The things, you know, maybe it, it does trip our ego up to say like, I was broken up with, or, oh, you know, I was left alone. I was abandoned. I was neglected, you know, but it's the feminine of like, there's so much love to be received still. There are new connections, new emotions, new feeling for me to receive as well. So I have to lean into the more cardinal aspect of cancer and not so much as the fixed aspect of Scorpio that is like, but we've been together so long, but we've been, you know what I'm saying? Being present to, um, to what is the reality? You know, like um, Hayes was saying about, um, I love that quote that you put Hayes in the comments about fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. It's being able to embrace the discomfort of the reality and not about whether your fantasy is playing out as you thought or expected, you know, is on this day, releasing um, our feelings of feeling like we can possess or own another person. You know, re uh, relationships that are built on jealousy or insecurity or possessiveness, like that's not healthy. You know what I mean? If if someone you're with is only with you because you're trying to possess them or tell them that, you know, you're nothing without me. What are you going to do without me? You know what I'm saying? That you're trying to control the possibility that this person one day may not want to choose this relationship. But I don't know. I get passionate about these things. That's my Venus and Sagittarius. It's like, but freedom, <laughs> freedom is everything. <laughs> So it's like, how do we allow ourselves and other people, the people that we're connected with to experience new emotions, you know, which ha allow has to, like requires us to surrender control. But that's so much about learning what true intimacy is about is like forming that intimacy regardless of what we can and can't control. So that's what I have for Saturday's transit, focusing on our emotional attachment and possessiveness to things that we're already invested and attached to. So Empress, what's your take on Saturday's transit before we close out the week with Sunday? Yes. Oh my goodness. Saturday's transit is like, I feel like it's a healthy bump in the road that we need with the moon and Scorpio. And so with the moon and Scorpio trining the sun and cancel, we have the seven of cups in the tarot trining the sun in the chariot or the queen of cups. And I really love what you mentioned there about being able to understand what we're emotionally attached to because this day is really about making a decision to move towards what actually nurtures us in real life and not just in our fantasies not just in our daydreams when we talk about the seven of cups this is those illusions of all these different options right the seven of cups you have this illusion of power of fame right of all these things of wealth um of love joy all those simple pleasures all these things you might want but as you continue to invest emotionally in more and more things that are not investing back in you that tends to dilute what you can uh, essentially put your focus on that's going to actually nurture you. That's going to actually on on the deeper scale of things, right? That scorpionic fixed level be able to show that commitment to you. And so I really feel like on this day happening with this trine, especially with the sun and cancer, how can you focus on achieving victory and taking action on a plan that will help you to get out of indecisiveness when it comes to those illusions that have you emotionally attached, as Soul mentioned, right? Those things that you already have an investment in that it's like, oh, I don't want to let this go, but I'm hoping that this relationship can get better. 
I daydream about a day when this can be a completely different situation, but what is it now? How are you walking? What is the plan today? What is the plan of action that you have uh, today? Have you have conversations in this relationship about how it's going to move forward so that it can get to a more victorious, healthy, healthy state for the for the two of you? Right. In the love, in the emotions that can be passed um, equally towards the two of you. And so I really feel like um, be more nurturing to yourself, but be willing to have these conversations now that Mercury is in cancer. I think it's a lot. I really love that Mercury happened. Mercury entered cancer on Monday because by the time that it hits Saturday, we're all as a collective feeling that flow of energy and having those conversations come up and kind of like that swamp analogy so mentioned bubble to the surface quite literally you know allowing those things to bubble to the surface so you can deal with it so take the opportunity today to have those conversations to deal with those illusions that you may have the fantasies the indecisiveness right deal with all those things on a day to like today as we're closing out the week because all of those situations have come up right really great way to end out the week i'm gonna drop the mic there for the sake of time let's get into sunday and end out this week yes i'm excited sunday is probably one of my favorite days of the week so for sunday july 10th we have the moon and sagittarius is in conjunct mercury and cancer and the relation and we don't talk about this that often so i'm excited to talk about the relationship between sag and cancer because it deals with culture and faith and so immediately when i was thinking about this transit like in my heart like energetically i was like this makes me think about the relationship between sag and taurus and then i remembered i'm like oh yeah it's in conjunct both of them okay so there's something there like what is this misunderstanding right what is this miscommunication what is uh the the bridge that needs uh, sorry the gap that needs to be bridged between these two energies to bring some sort of awareness or attention so taurus and cancer right which are two signs that are in conjunct sagittarius they are signs that uphold purity, morals, values, and traditions, and they both seek comfort and security, right? Um, whether it's materially or emotionally or holistically, you know, they're after what makes me feel comfortable, what's familiar, what, you know, makes my family proud of me, right? What upholds tradition, what upholds the values that I've been taught, right? What honors my elders? And Sagittarius <laughs> is here to be a chaos demon and say, I'm gonna blow this all up. I'm gonna blow all this up. Forget your comfort, forget your security, forget what your family taught you. I'm here to bring you the cold hearted truth on a platter, right? And as a Venus and Sagittarius, first house in Sagittarius, I'm like, I am here for it because that is where we grow. And I was, I was listening to a conversation the other day about and it's it stuck with me about we talk about comfort zones and oh get out of your comfort zone leave your comfort zone but then we don't talk about like where are you shifting to then you're going to be in your discomfort zone you know what i'm saying people talk oh yeah you have to leave your comfort zone yeah you're leaving your comfort zone for discomfort that doesn't feel good that doesn't feel natural that doesn't feel in alignment with what we've been told is you know what we're supposed to look up to or what life is supposed to be about yeah it's cringy and it's uncomfortable that's the whole point 
but we get so caught up in the the quirkiness of yeah get out of your comfort zone that we don't realize we're leaving it for discomfort whether emotionally spiritually physically we're breaking to new thresholds that really challenge us on all levels so there are truths that lie outside of what makes us feel secure and comfortable right? Truths that deviate from our traditions and our family values and our emotional conditions and conditioning. And those experiences can provide deep spiritual insight if we're willing to experience the discomfort. Even if the lesson that you get from it is like, I don't think I like that. Like, I don't think it's for me. Like, there's still so much power in being able to experience that either literally and physically or at least entertaining an idea intellectually, right, and mentally. And so it makes me think about this. Like, some people will be unearthing family secrets, right, or setting the record straight on family misunderstandings. Like, you know what? Why doesn't my aunt talk to my cousin? You know, or why does my mom talk to her siblings? What's what's with that? You know, I've heard that this person is a bad person or this person wrong, this person like I want to get to the bottom of this. And then you find out some family secret, right? Some truth that your family has been holding. And it's interesting because even with that um, Mercury and Cancer where I was talking about by uh, like Um, paternity or biological parents maybe the secret is that somebody isn't someone's parent or that another person is actually somebody's parent right but sometimes those uncomfortable truths are really worth knowing you know it, it it speaks to our genetics it speaks to our dna it speaks to our ancestry where it is that we come from right um this transit is screaming discomfort zone you know and for some of us we might read an article or just generally consume information right we hear a, a, a we listen to a podcast or watch a youtube video read an article in some way we might be consuming information about something that we feel personally invested in so it's going to trigger us you know for some people i was getting religion specifically right um someone might read something like oh, that's so offensive oh that's so disrespectful you know but there's something there you know a lot of, like even me i grew up in the church and so many of these um perspectives that i now have about spirituality about gnosticism about um i've always been someone that feels like there's multiple paths to truth you know i was from a young kid uh, from a young age i was always interested in buddhism and islam and i'm like so many people are just as passionate about their religion as you know Christians are, right? I grew up in Christianity. I'm like there's something there. There's multiple ways to reach truth, you know? Um and a lot of it was uncomfortable at first. A lot of it was I think the answers that I was always looking for. I'm like, "See, I always questioned this. I always doubted this. I always wanted to know more about this." But sometimes it's our feelings like, "Oh, that's so disrespectful to my culture. Oh, that's so disrespectful to my religion." But there's there's something to be learned. You know what I mean? There's something to be unearthed and discovered in the things that make us feel uncomfortable. Sometimes our values need to shift, our perspectives need to be uh revisited, our horizons need to be widened, and it might make us feel insecure and unstable, right? Which cancer's like, "Oh, no, I need security, I need stability, I need this to make sense and to be comfortable." But like sometimes the most fulfilling experiences are the things that question that whole foundation 
um, you know, certain things that we take for granted, right? Uh, marriage, right? Uh, monogamy, um, certain traditions, certain religions, things that really just make us like, oh, I could never, that could never be me. Uh, you know, I would feel too jealous. Like, explore that, you know, if a feeling, an emotion like jealousy that is just as temporary as happiness, as anger, as sadness, as disappointment, those are just fleeting emotions. If that's what is going to prevent you from exploring a new avenue, like why is that preservation of that specific emotion so important to you? Like why is your sense of reality tied to the stability that one emotion can bring you or one emotion can take away from you? You know, so I think with this moon in Sagittarius, it's going to be disrupting cancer season disrupting that the the emotional security that we're seeking for and longing how do we build security and stability out of exploration right out of expansiveness out of instability right sagittarius is here to cause chaos and disruption to all of the things that we think we know and and we uh find solace and comfort in so i'm really excited for this day um, I think it's going to bring a lot of enlightenment and a lot of emotions as well out of that enlightenment. But I think it's all, you know, it's all worth it. It's all for a specific purpose to help us grow um, spiritually because the ninth house is about divinity and higher minds and higher um, connections to the, the divine. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't really care about our feelings and our human experiences. It's worth to understand the bigger picture that we're supposed to learn from and you know some sort of experience or event so anyways i can keep going on um about that but empress take us home what's your thought about this in conjunction for sunday as we close out yes the way this this week ends is literally fire like <laughs> um so sunday we have the moon in sagittarius King Kong's Mercury in Cancer, which in the tarot is the High Priestess in Temperance or the Knight of Wands. King Kong's the Magician in the Chariot or the Queen of Cups. So this is really exactly what you said. So those I was feeling uncomfortable conversations, okay? Um, and this is uncomfortable conversations about things we are still learning and figuring out. That's what I was seeing specifically, and so particularly because Sagittarius is kind of like that teacher archetype, right? And if we're being forced to talk emotionally about things that we are supposed, that we feel entitled to already know, that can create uncomfortability, right? That can create that discomfort. And so the high priestess here is bringing up our mistakes and the things that we have a passion for and may want to teach, right? Um, this is like someone bringing up a conversation with you about um, a topic or an industry that you're really passionate about, but you don't feel like I'm at that status to really like do a TED talk about it. But someone starts to have a conversation with you and they're asking you questions and then you're feeling uncomfortable by them asking you questions because some of the questions you don't know the answer to, right? But it's like, oh, but I want to do this. So I'm caught in between feeling entitled and just saying something, even though it's not really what I know, or actually saying like, you know what? That's so interesting. Like, I'm still learning that part. I don't know. You know, I don't know for a fact. That's uncomfortable to admit sometimes that you don't know as much as people will sometimes think you do. Okay, but we feel like we can't 
sometimes we feel like we want to teach others as well, but we can't teach them because we don't, we haven't arrived at the quote unquote destination in our head as well with this in conjunction, especially with the chariot and temperance here, being patient with alchemizing our journey, being patient with the sun rising, right? When the sun initially comes up, it's not, you know, at the highest point in the sky, but we have to kind of wait for it to get past the trees for it to shine a light on us. And so having that patience and uh, to go about our day, to go about our journey, for to allow it to unfold in the most natural way um, that's in alignment with our with how our journey is supposed to go, right? And so when we're open to having conversations, this is a takeaway for today, when we're open to having conversations about the journeys that we're on, we can open ourselves to being taught information in conversations that help us to get to our destination faster. Sometimes we don't anticipate being able to sit down with this Mercury and Cancer energy. We don't think our mom knows nothing about cryptocurrency. We don't think our mom knows, you know, our parents or the, those interactions we have with grandma. We don't think she's gonna know anything about the industry you're interested in, nothing about spirituality. She never told you anything that she knows about astrology or tarot. And this day on Sunday, you're just sitting down with grandma or you're sitting down with your mom having a conversation and they're like, oh, so how's your business going? You know, how's the, um, the, this certain thing you're working on, how's that going? And you're like, oh, you know, it's going well. Da, 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 da. You don't want to admit that you're at an uncomfortable point in the business. And then all of a sudden, magician in, in um, the, the chariot, all of a sudden, Mercury and Cancer, they intuitively just tell you exactly what you need to know. And you weren't expecting this information to come from them. You weren't expecting them to tell you something that can teach you about this industry because you had the expectation that they don't know anything but you get exactly what you need from that conversation that was so unexpected. So I feel like having conversations um, about those uncomfortable parts of your journey right now, those things that you don't fully know, but that you want to teach, teach what you do know. Talk about what you do know at this moment in time, because it can help create conversations that even though they're uncomfortable, you can learn from, right? And sometimes when we get into conversations, it helps us to realize that it might be something else that we actually want in terms of our destination. It might help us to reroute. You ever been on, um, I don't really use Waze, but Google Maps or Waze, whatever GPS navigation you want to use. Say you're on Waze, then all of a sudden you're going about your journey and then it will tell you on the app, oh, rerouting, we found a shorter journey, saves you five minutes, you can go this way, right? That's kind of like the energy of today with this in conjunction. So embrace those conversations you can have with other people. Embrace the uncomfortability. Embrace being open with where you are in the present moment because it can really help open up dialogue for you to be taught information that you didn't expect, but that can really help you to uh, understand the, the precise measurements and what you need for yourself at this moment in time rounding out this week. So um, that's where I'll go ahead and end it. Thank you all so, so much for joining us. Um, this has been another forecast 
of Astro T. We really enjoyed your energy and we look forward to seeing you next week Sunday. Be sure to play the song of the week, Last Last by Bonaboy, and check out our link tree to join the email list. Order your Astro Tea journal. You can send a love donation if you feel led and even book a personal session with the two of us. All of that information is in the link above. Go ahead and follow us here on Clubhouse in our group and over on Instagram to catch up between episodes. We love you all and have a terrific week.